When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. It's the Arizona Coyotes who can jump into a playoff spot tonight. To do it, they have to beat the St. Louis Blues. And the Coyotes have a 1-0 lead early in the second period. Devils and Flames about to get underway in Calgary tomorrow on 6.30 Chad. Face-off show at 6, game at 7.30. The Oilers hosting those Devils. Early second period, Jets leading the Sharks 3-2. Late second period, Montreal up 2-0 on Detroit. In the third, it's now the Blue Jackets leading Boston 5-4. The Bruins rallying in that game. The Penguins up 3-2 on the Capitals. And also in the third, the Stars lead the Sabres 2-zip. The Edmonton Oil Kings just getting underway in Red Deer as the Oil Kings are in the final week of their regular season. They have won eight straight, by the way, so trying to stretch it to nine tonight. Nurse has it right back, finds McDavid, left circle, loading, tries to for the win, he scores! A one-timer top right corner, and Edmonton's playoff hopes very much alive! Leon Dreisaitl's 42nd of the year is the winner, 3-2 in The most requested piece of audio in oil country over the last 24 hours, courtesy of this man, my good buddy Jack Michaels. Jack, thanks for popping on on short notice. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I want to talk Oilers with you in a second here, but you may have delivered. Say, I hope you didn't call just to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. I'm still riding yeah. the Odell Beckham Jr. high. Well, here's the tweet you put out. As I see it, the Browns will go 16-0, beat New England 58-10 in the AFC title game, and knock off New Orleans in the Super Bowl by a score of 77-6. Uh, that might be your boldest prediction since the Cavaliers sweeping the Raptors prediction, which, by the way, you were right on. So yeah, I have I'm to think that, on that you're on the right track here. Well, and and to be fair, I mean, my official Vegas line for that uh Browns Patriots game is actually only at 44. I'm just taking Cleveland to cover. So I'm going to go minus 44 in the AFC title game. And then, you know, regardless of NFC opponent, I feel like the line should probably open at about minus 52. So in case you're wondering, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded by the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns which is huge. And the Browns were actually competitive. What were they, 7-8-1 and one last year? They got Baker Mayfield. When was the if last time? they had time? a field goal kicker, they, wanted the, they would have won the division. That's what, Yeah, what, because they missed a couple of kicks early in the season in, in overtime. They had a loss and a tie, I think. Correct. So is, Correct. is this the most promising Browns offseason, like since they added Bernie Kosar, or what? Well, and that's, 
that's the thing is, uh, you know, I was also excited when they drafted Johnny Manziel. I mean, I've been guilty of going down this road before, but I mean, I do feel like they're loaded for bear. And I also feel they're loaded for bear at a time when their div- division is about to plummet to depths around when Bernie Kosar came in, Reed, if you'll recall, Bernie Kosar's rookie year, the Browns won the division at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I feel like the AFC North, now the Browns are going to be the exception noted, but I think the other teams are going to struggle to hit 500. Uh, they've said goodbye to some key players. Pittsburgh, obviously, Bell and Brown. And today, Baltimore bidding adieu to Terrell Suggs, kind of the backbone of their defense. So I, I really feel like uh, the Browns, you know, for us long-suffering fans, and I truly am, you know, just a fan with respect to, to football. I, I totally abandon all logic, all the considered commentary <laughs> oh, yeah. that you I only do that goes football. out the window when it comes to the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen Kind of like you and the Eskimos. The difference is, is you host a show and claim to be somewhat, you know, objective. Uh, with the Eskimos. I, am. I cannot claim any such objectivity when it comes to the Browns. <laughs> All right. Uh, you put out a good stat about the uh, points percentage of opponents of teams in the playoff race. Now, Arizona's doing well against a good team tonight, up one nothing, seven minutes into the second period against St. Louis. So if they win, they jump back into uh, a playoff spot. Well, not back into, they jump into a playoff spot. They've been pretty good. Uh, rallying up here. So another big one for the Oilers tomorrow. I mean, look, it's it's tough for him. I mean, basically, Jack, the Oilers can't drop any games against the, the struggling teams that know they're out of it, like when they play Anaheim and L.A. later, and certainly tomorrow against the Devils. And I also feel like they can't drop the games, the four-pointers. They can't drop. They've got to beat Arizona, Colorado, and Dallas in regulation time. In my opinion, I think they've got to beat those. Dallas, maybe not, but I think the other teams they've got to win, and they've got to win in regulation. Uh, I really, I really believe that. I also think your point is valid. They obviously can't give away anything to LA, Anaheim, and Ottawa at home. So there's there's six games where I feel like the Oilers need 12 points. I really do. Uh, and then you start looking at the other games. You know, my, my if you're an Oiler fan, you're hoping that one of Calgary or San Jose separates because then the two games you've got against them in the season's final week could theoretically be semi-exhibition games for those two hockey clubs. But if they're still in a tight race and need a win to avoid playing Vegas in the first round, trust me, Reed, neither of those teams, especially – with a goaltending matchup, wants any part of Vegas in the first round. So if you're an Oiler fan, you really want one of the Flames or Sharks to have the division essentially wrapped heading into the final week because then they might get a break. The other thing at play, Reed, and it starts tomorrow against New Jersey, is Edmonton's got four home games still remaining against the teams on the second of a back-to-back. They've had two homestands. They had three the previous homestand. I mean, they've really got to take advantage of a favorable schedule here and you know i think if they're able to do that and potentially win what have they got 13 games i'm not sure nine three and one gets in i'd be a lot more confident with with a solid 10 and three and, and 20 points and and to get you at 89 i i feel you know fairly solid about that 
And the most important thing is I think a 10-3 and finish, Reed, regardless of what happens as far as the playoffs, I think the Oilers would feel awfully proud of themselves and, and feel like they turned in a solid season, regardless of what's gone on to this point. I think if you can go 10-3, and three, you've basically done all you can. And considering all the upheaval and all that's gone on, including some key injuries to some key personnel, and we're not quite sure what's going on with Oscar Klepom, at least at last report. I haven't, I haven't been on Twitter in the last 15, 20 minutes, so uh, maybe there's something new out there. I, you know, I, I don't think if you go 10-3 and three and don't get in, you have anything to be ashamed of. Jack, thanks for popping on, buddy. Enjoy your evening, and I'll see you at the morning skate. Sounds good, Reed. That is Jack Michaels, play-by-play voice for your Edmonton Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network and here on 630 Chat. So he's excited tonight. Odell Beckham Jr. is a Cleveland Brown, and he's excited, obviously, to call the Oilers games March and into April. Okay, uh, a lot to get to still. Let, let, well, let's get to Riley right now. The uh, U of A Golden Bears trying to win their second straight national hockey title, taking on Lethbridge in Lethbridge on Thursday. The Bears captain is Riley Kieser. Riley, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It is good to talk to you again. The week is finally here. This is what it's all about for the U of A Golden Bears. Uh, what's it uh, What's it like now on the road to Nationals and knowing the tournament is just a couple of days away? Yeah, I know. It's a great time of year. Um, we've had a weekend off and everyone's ready to get back at it. So it should be a fun time. You know, this the the program sets such high standards. It's all about getting to the tournament for the Golden Bears and hopefully winning it. Um but how do you handle the focus throughout the season? You know what the goal is at the end, uh, but how do you not get too caught up in that when you're going through the grind of the Canada West year? Um, there definitely is a lot of expectations playing for the Bears, but I think um, part of that is uh, just taking it day by day and, and you know putting in the effort um, throughout the whole season and making sure you're doing uh, all the little things and not looking at that final result. So I think that's um, what... You know, Coach Hovers has pushed all year, and that's what we've been doing. All right. Well, you guys are uh, are getting ready to go. You had the week off, you mentioned. Uh, was that a little different, having that break? Were the practices at all different last week, not preparing for games on the weekend? What did you work on? Uh, yeah, it was a lot of just, you know, system stuff, getting ready for for uh, Nationals, you know, fine tweaking things that we can improve on, and, um, you know, just getting ready for Lethbridge coming Thursday. You got the number one seed at the tournament. Tell me in your mind, what is the significance of that? If, if anything, maybe you're not too hung up on it, but but if so, what is the significance of that? Yeah, no, there's a lot of great teams coming in, and you can't really um, look too far. It's one-game knockout, and every team deserves to be there. So, um, you know, you got to show up and play play uh, play your game. And I think, it, if anything, it just gives us a good good spot. We get to play Thursday night. It's going to be a great crowd. It gets the home crowd. and um, you know, everyone's looking forward to that. Tell me a little bit about Lethbridge. Obviously, you saw them during the regular season. They, they weren't a power in Canada West, but like you said, it is a one-day knockoff, or one-game knockoff. What do you expect from the uh, Pronghorns? Yeah, they're going to come out hard. You know, they've had a couple couple weeks off. They're ready to go, and um, they're in their home barn, and it's, it should be exciting for them. So, um, you know, they've, they've played us a bunch of times, and they know what they like, so... They're going to come out ready to go, and we got to match their intensity and uh, be ready to be ready to keep playing Bears hockey. 
Golden Bears hockey captain Riley Keezer joining us on Inside Sports. They will face Lethbridge in a national quarterfinal on Thursday. Riley, this has been a, a pretty fun ride for you uh, in your previous four years, two national titles. You, you know what it's like going through this tournament. Um, have, you, have you taken time to reflect on just what being a Bear has meant to you personally? Yeah, you know, when I look back on, on my, my five years here as, as a Golden Bear, and it's def- they've definitely changed over the years. And, um, you know, winning my rookie season was, was definitely uh, something that, that I look back on. It's pretty special for me. And um, to be able to have an opportunity to do the same in my final year, I think, um, would just be something that would be a great way to end off uh, my time as a Golden Bear. So I think, um, you know, everyone's... Uh, yeah, everyone's just looking forward to representing the program well and, and doing the best we can. You this format with the single elimination game, uh, you would have played in both uh, both formats for the tournament, right? The uh, the two pools of three, and now the single elimination as well. As a player, does it make a difference to you? Um, no, you know you got to approach every game like you you um, do or die, and that's what it is. You know, we. We've uh, we've been knocked out in that first game a couple years ago, and and uh, you know it's never a good feeling. You you always want to make sure that um, whether it's finals or it's that first game, you got you got to win. And uh, so that one game knockout is definitely um, a lot different from that tournament style that we've seen in the past. Well, Riley, it's always great to have you on the show. I wish you all the best this weekend. You guys have another incredible season, and I hope you finish it off with another national title. Thank you so much for checking in today. Yeah, thanks, Reed. Have a good one. Riley Keezer from the U of A Golden Bears, ranked number one going into the championship tournament. 7 o'clock Thursday, they'll play Lethbridge. And, of course, we'll keep you updated here on Inside Sports. We will uh, continue with the university theme. Pandas captain, Cale Dillon, when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chair. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oilers and Devils tomorrow, and the Devils trailing Calgary 1-0, eight and a half minutes into the first period. Of course, New Jersey has uh, not been doing well lately. Good flurry of chances here against the Flames. Six o'clock face-off show tomorrow on 630 Chad, and the game will start at 7.30. We just had Riley Kieser, the captain of the Golden Bears hockey team, on the show. Well, let's keep going with the captains from the Pandas hockey team. They are in Prince Edward Island for Nationals. It is Kale Dillon. Kale, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Getting settled in in PEI. How was the trip out there? Uh, it was actually really good. It was a pretty short trip for how long our distance was, so it's been pretty good. Okay, good stuff. Well, congratulations on making nationals. I know the work isn't done yet for the Pandas. I know you want to go after the national title, but just give me your overall thoughts, first of all, uh, on the season. I know you, you guys were a very stingy team to score against. That's something that's, that really uh, stuck out for me. Yeah, absolutely. Our goaltenders have been awesome. Um, our D zone, that's something that we're, we're working to, to execute this coming up weekend um, to be strong on the back end. But, um, yeah, just throughout the season, I think uh, this has been one of the most successful seasons so far in my four years at the U of A. So um, I think that's something that we're definitely looking to build on. Um, the entire season as a whole, uh, we can take – what we've learned this year and use it this weekend. 
Well, I got to ask you about that because uh, you allowed fewer than a goal a game against during the regular well regular season playoffs combined. You were you were under a goal a game against. Yeah. I mean, and I know you you referenced the goaltending, but what what else was there about the the way that the team played that that kept the goals against down so low? Well, I think in our D zone, we just want to be a tough team to play against. We don't want to give um, any any turnovers or any opportunity for our opponents to, to get a chance. So we just try to eliminate um, those things that we can control um, to be that tough team. And I think all of our, our lines um, throughout the entire team have been so strong that no matter who's out there, we can rely on them getting the job done in the D zone. So I think that is a, a strength for us going going internationals you, you go in as the number one seed was uh was that a goal for for the team to get the number one seed do you think about that at all as you're going through playoffs well we we had a few goals set out at the beginning of the year and and one was just to to win our conference so i think winning the conference helped us to achieve uh to get us the first seed position so i think um not directly having that goal as being the number one seed, I think winning the Can West Championship certainly helped us to get that get there. You're going to play Toronto in the quarterfinal on Friday. Do you know anything about the U of T, or is are you doing all the scouting and, and video and that kind of stuff this week? Yeah, I think that we got that this week. We haven't um, heard too much yet, but definitely we have a few practices coming up. So I think we'll we'll be trying to work some th- things in there that we might find success for the weekend. Kale Dillon Friday. joining us on Inside Sports, plays defense for the U of A Pandas. They go into the national tournament as the uh, as the number one seed. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your backstory. I mean, you're, you're an Edmonton player, so what's it like having, you know, first of all, gone to the U of A initially, and now you're about to wrap up your fourth season there. Is it uh, pretty special? Yeah, it is. Um, Playing hockey in Edmonton my entire life, and then um, getting the opportunity at the U of A was huge. It was, it's so awesome to have your family there, um, being at every game, and they often travel with us as well. Um, they're super fans, so it's awesome to have them, their support. And um, wrapping up my fourth year here in PEI is, at Nationals is a pretty incredible experience, and. Um, met a lot of goals while I have been at the U of A and so here at Nationals is just one of, another step of, of success that I have so it's been awesome. When, when did you get any into hockey? Were you playing since you were a, a little kid or maybe did you get into it when you were a little older? What's your story there? Uh, when I was four I first put on skates. My dad has been involved in hockey and so is my brother and, and I thought they were pretty cool so I wanted to try it too and you know it just just took me it's been the love of my life this sport so yeah started young and at what point did did there did become realistic in your mind that maybe you could play you sports and, and play for the pandas and really pursue a high level in the game um you know around bantam that's uh when i switched to female hockey and i i the team atmosphere i didn't want that to ever end so um I definitely, going from Bantam into Midget, I, that's definitely something that I was like, okay, this is what I want to do, and, and hockey is something that I'm serious about, as I did play uh, a few other sports, but hockey is the one that I wanted to stick with. So around that Bantam Midget, those Bantam Midget years, that's when I kind of decided, like, hockey is what I want, and, 
and being close to home would be awesome just to have that support my my family and friends there so um yeah around those teenage midget years that's kind of when I decided that that at the U of A that might be a good fit for me all right and what are you what are you studying you can give your department a shout out here (laughs) I'm in the kinesiology faculty at the U of A Okay. Well, Kale, thanks for checking in. I know you got a busy week ahead here, getting ready for the quarterfinal on Friday against Toronto. Congratulations on a great weekend so far. And you're trying to win your second one, right? Because you were in that double overtime game a couple of years ago? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, all the best this week. Thanks for checking in on Inside Sports. Well, thank you very much for having me. That is Kale Dillon, captain and defenseman for the U of A Pandas. They, like the Golden Bears, are the number one seed going into their national tournament. We are back living the dream with Kate Lomley next on Inside Sports. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Quick update of the scoreboard. The Oil Kings lead the Rebels 1-0 late in the first period in Red Deer. In the NHL, Coyotes up 1-0 on the Blues after two. Late second period, Sharks and Jets 3-3. Late in the first, Flames up 1-0 on the Devils. Goudreau has his 31st of the season. The Stars beat the Sabres 2-0. Canadians up 2-1 on the Red Wings in the third Right at the end of the third, the Blue Jackets about to beat the Bruins. They are ahead 7-4, and two minutes left in Pittsburgh. It is the Penguins leading the Capitals 4-3. We had an excited Jack Michaels on the show half an hour ago, and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded by the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns. 780-496-00. By the way, we have a special guest in studio. We're going to get to her right away. But uh, here's a treat. Chris from Phoenix on the open line. Chris, I have not... Heard from you since the pigs ate my little sister. Yeah, I uh, I need to start calling in again. Uh, I have 90 seconds. So I guess I got to be quick here. Uh, for all the uh, negativity that we have faced this year uh, as Oilers fans, let's look at it. let's look at uh, some positives here. Uh, we're five points out with a game in hand. Uh, McDavid, Drysaitel, Chieson, and Darnell Nurse are all either on pace for having their best statistical seasons of their career so far or have already surpassed it like uh, like Leon has. Um, and for all the uh, the Twitter talk and all the hatred that some of the Oilers fans are spewing towards Nurse, and maybe maybe hatred is a little little strong, but um, I'm seeing a lot of people wanting to trade Nurse, and I don't understand why. Uh, we, we see what, what has happened uh, when we traded Petrie. Uh, we're still trying to replace that right-handed shot to defenseman, and we still haven't. Uh, Nurse is a left-handed shot, but the, the kid is has been playing really good this year. He's on pace for over 40 points, I believe. And let's not uh, trade him away for for nothing, unless it's a, an overpayment. Um, I'm not trading him because he's he's going to be a stud. And uh, that's all I have. Unless Oilers, let's kick some uh, Devils butt, and uh, I'll probably go to the uh, the uh, Oilers uh, you know, game on Saturday. Oh, you got to you got to call in after that game, Chris. Oh, I will. All right. It's nice to hear from Bye. you, buddy. That is Chris from Phoenix. So we have Chris from Phoenix. We have Scott from Boston. We truly are an international show, Kellen. We are. Well, people in two states. That makes us international. 
it's a luxury and it's definitely a blessing to be able to play hockey and get paid to do that. So not many people get that opportunity. Inside Sports presents Living the Dream. All right, and a special guest in studio tonight for Living the Dream. Back from a season of playing pro hockey in Sweden, it is Edmonton's, or do, do I say St. Albert's? Uh, I prefer St. Albert's. Prefer, so I got to yes. be careful. I got to no, be no. careful. I can't Saint just Albert lump. Represent. Can't just lump everybody in, <laughs> into Edmonton from St. Albert. It is Kate Lomley. Kate, thanks for dropping by. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show. I, lo- I love doing this segment, uh, Living the Dream. We've been doing it for a few years here at Inside Sports, and we feature people uh, from Edmonton, from Alberta whose hockey career has taken them anywhere except the NHL because and one of the I should mention this one of the first people we had for living the dream was Derek Ryan who is now in the NHL playing right now for the Calgary Flames so we've had some great people on the show and you're the the latest on the list but you have um a lot to talk about besides just this past season in Sweden for you what was the what was the start I mean we should say your father is Dave Lumley yes. who I think he played for the Oilers I'll have to ask him next time next time I see <laughs> I'm him. Not sure either. he's pretty shy talking about it too isn't he, he? is yeah very shy guy <laughs> uh getting into hockey were you playing since you were a little kid or what's how'd you get into it yeah I think I started when I was six so it's been a while obviously because of my dad I well actually I don't really tell a lot of people this but I played ringette for one year thought it was too easy so I switched over to hockey and uh obviously my dad had a little to do with it but um yeah, then it led me here. All right, so you thought ringette was too easy to start <laughs> playing hockey. Yes. Uh, what was it like having... Now, obviously, you were not around when uh, when your dad was playing for the Oilers and getting a couple of Stanley Cups, but what was it like growing up with a father who had played for the Oilers? I mean, with the last name, was that the first question you got all the time? Um, yeah, when I was younger, I didn't really get it. I was like, yeah, my dad's Dave, what do you mean? Um, but... Honestly, I don't really tell, I don't say that right off the bat, but when people, people get pretty excited when I do mention that he's my dad, so it's been kind of cool. If I want someone to like me, then I just drop that, and usually it's, <laughs> it goes in. pretty well. <laughs> All right. Um, so playing when you were, were growing up, did you have to play um, boys hockey? If, like We just had Kale Dillon from the Pandas yeah. on, and she said she played boys hockey initially. How did it go for you? I actually never played boys when I was younger. St. Albert always had girls teams, which was really great. I'm really grateful for that. Um, when I was younger, we played against boys, but we had an all-girls team. Um, so yeah, I played all the way through with girls. Which which I think is, is great, because that's the one thing that has shifted so much is you know i think if uh for a lot of young women now a lot of young ladies they can play female hockey their entire life you don't Mm -hmm. have to play on a boys team or find a team there are so many teams out there yeah yeah some argue that and i kind of agree with this too playing lots of girls who play with the boys they learn the physical side and they learn you know different things and different skills so there is an argument for that but I mean, it's come so far that I think we're probably good now. So, what, so what, as you grew up playing female hockey, uh, what, if if any, are the rules with body contact and hitting? So it's no hitting, air quotes, but um, <laughs> if you ask any of us, like, there's for sure hitting. No open ice hits, obviously, nothing like that. And then um, same for, like, hitting from behind and everything. But it does get pretty rough, like us playing U of A. It would get sometimes a little out of control. Because he played for the for the Calgary Dinos, yes. which we will forgive. Uh, <laughs> okay, so 
even as you got older into female hockey, there was never more like, okay, now you can body contact or be a little more physical. Like it was totally theoretically not allowed. I mean, I would say that it is allowed. Like it, it is physical for sure. And there is hitting. It's just not, you can't, it's not exactly the same. It's not but encouraged perhaps. Not encouraged. Yes. But okay. you know, some things fly. So did you ever get in a fight? Mm, this past season, actually, me and my two who my two teammates who are from Fort Saskatchewan, we got in a bit of a, a bit of a tussle. Oh, what happened? This was playing in Sweden. Yes, in Sweden. Um, my one, so Deanna Morin, she was the one who played for U of A actually. Uh, scored. They weren't happy about it. They went after her. Me and we're all roommates too. So me and my other roommate had to get in there, and. Uh, <laughs> someone was thrown into the boards and by the end of it the ref had me and my one roommate in a headlock oh my so, goodness yeah one of us i didn't get thrown out thank god but um that was actually the the goal game the goal the goal okay well let's yes. talk about the goal i was gonna build up to that <laughs> sorry but no no let's do this now kate lonely joining us in the studio and i'm just gonna tell people now it this is really easy just google kate lonely common spelling Obviously, you know how to spell Lomley if you're an Oilers fan. All you have to do is Google Kate Lomley penalty shot or amazing goal or or whatever. I don't, I don't know how to describe this move. I guess I would say you faked like you were going to kick the puck forward and then just let it roll off your stick yeah, into the net. Yeah, it was kind of... Kind of like the Kucherov no move move, kind of. Kind of. But I went more. But I think you had an extra little non move move in there. I was lucky that I lifted my <laughs> foot when I did, or else none of this would have happened. You would have blocked your own shot. Yes. Like Palmerville, yeah. Sort of. But it thankfully oh. looked kind of cool. Okay, so you're so okay. So this is we do want to talk about this because that was bold. Because you're like you're playing a pro hockey game. You weren't fooling around in practice. Yeah. So was that something you had tried before, you had in your head before, or you're like, hey, it's now or never? What were you thinking? Um, well, I w- saw it online. Someone in, I think, Austria did it. I saw it on, like, Hay Barber or something like that. And just being dumb at practice, I tried it once, and it worked. And then I think I tried it maybe on, like, a Wednesday, and then the game was on Sunday. And I was the last to go in the shootout, so, like, for the game. And I go up to my friend and I'm like, do I do this? Like, I don't have hands. What am I going to do? And my stick, sometimes, you know, when your stick gets kind of whippy. So my stick was a little whippy. I was like, I I might as well just do it and hope for the best. So, yeah, I didn't really practice it more than once. And I watched the the video, too. There's, it's almost a delayed celebration after the goal. Like, like you, you were there, but it was almost like, People weren't sure if you actually did it and if it was going to count. I mean, it clearly went in the net. <laughs> I think I blacked out, so I don't really... <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> the crowd went wild. That was kind of cool. But I was like, I don't know, get me out of here. Am I in trouble? Like, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> so when did you realize that the, the the goal was starting to get a little bit of traction on YouTube and that people were talking about it? Hmm. I don't even remember. It took a little bit. It took maybe like a week for things to get going. Mm-hmm. And it wa- it was posted on some little, I think, uh, I don't know, it's in, all in Swedish. So it was on some Swedish Instagram. Instagram is really what did it. And then it got on to Hey Barber, which 
a lot of people probably know what that is and that was where it kind of took off okay kate lonely joining us on uh inside sports so you're you're playing uh in st albert playing hockey and then eventually get the chance to go to the to the ufc now what was that whole choice like i assume there was recruiting involved which is probably an interesting time in a in a teenager's life yeah for sure um well so i played for the sambert slash which is a very great program and my coach phil webb he did a really good job of um sending out all of our everything to all these schools and then it came down to ufc and u of a actually so I wanted to get away from home. My dad actually kind of, not pushed me, but he went to UNH mm-hmm. and he loved being away. So he kind of was like, you know what? I think it's a good experience if you go somewhere else, get out of the St. Albert bubble. So that was kind of the the draw there. St. Albert bubble, that'd be a good name for a hockey team too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you play uh, UFC, you did full, full five years at yep. UFC and did you get a degree as well? Uh, yes, a political science degree. All right, so you were a true student athlete. Yes, which was kind great. of. Uh, <laughs> well, you got <laughs> my the teammates might so have some words. You, <laughs> you did well enough; they gave you the piece of paper. Yes. Uh, okay, so I, now I'm curious: How did you find this? Well, maybe it found you, but you had the opportunity to play pro hockey mm-hmm. in Sweden, which is, I mean, we call it living the dream. You're getting <laughs> you're getting paid to play play a sport. How did it come about? Uh, so some teammates before, some older girls at UFC, they went over there. So that's kind of how I knew that it was a possibility. And then in my last year, I thought, you know what, I'm not done with this sport yet. And my assistant coach at the time, Tim Bothwell, he put me in contact with a guy who then put me in contact with the head coach of the team that I would play for. And then honestly, it was kind of just like a couple emails back and forth. And they kind of trust when you play U Sports that you're an okay enough player. Right. So they're just like, okay, I guess we'll let you play for us. So there's a couple things about going over there. First of all, uh, the hockey being a Canadian over there, was everybody like, oh, well, if she's Canadian, they're they're all going to be awesome or they're all rough and tumble? Or what was the attitude towards Canadian players? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And we were were kind of targeted, I would say. From other teams. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to be the ones that... A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get used to it pretty quick, though? Yeah. I mean, a little more bruised up than normal, but that's fine. And I'm also curious about the just the, the life aspect. I mean, you've you got to live in Sweden for the past mm-hmm. year, right? Uh, what was it like being over there? The best part was you're so close to everything. So we got, like, I went to Paris, I went to Barcelona, Copenhagen, all these places, which was super cool. And uh, the city, Karlskrona, where we were in, was right on the Baltic Sea. So very beautiful. And the people over there are so nice. Everyone speaks English, which was, like, amazing. I don't think I would have survived if that weren't the case. Um, but everyone was so nice and so great to us. And it was, it was really awesome. What were, the, uh, what were the fans like? Was the team a, a big deal? Was it, uh, were there other teams that you kind of shared attention with? How would you describe that? So there was, there's a boys team in the SHL. Or no, actually, they weren't in the SHL. They were in the league below. But um, so it was them and us. We played out of the same rink. We got, I'm used to like 10 fans at the Dinos games. Right. So we'd get like probably maybe 500, which I was pretty excited about. And the boys got a lot, 
the fans, but w people would like recognize us walking around the town and stuff. So that was pretty cool. It felt like kind of a big deal. Well, that's cool. Sounds it sounds like you had a great time. Okay, so you're back in St. Albert, mm -hmm. and uh, you think that's probably it for pro hockey now? Yes, I think I'm officially retired. Officially retired. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, what's next? Like, do you want to use the political science degree? Do you want to coach? What What do you think? Uh, I would like to use my degree for sure. I don't want all that money to go to waste, <laughs> but, um, so that would be cool. But I mean, it'd be great to stay in hockey too. And yeah, for sure. I, I, I'd be up for coaching. Castle Downs Dan is one of our uh, loyal listeners. He says, Hey Reed, I just watched the goal by Kate Lomley. Very delayed reaction. LOL. See, I was right. Like it was kind of like people were like, you went in. Like, what do we do? Like, she pulled it off. It was an amazing move. Uh, all right, and you're back and following the Oilers and getting back into being a, not Edmontonian, a, what do you call somebody from St. Albert? St. Albertan. A St. Albertan. I, I was going to say a St. Alberter. <laughs> I think St. Albertan is the way it goes. Well, Kate, it's great meeting you. Thank you so much for coming by and, and sharing your story. Uh, glad you enjoyed your adventures in Sweden, and I hope we can talk again. Thank you for coming by. Well, thank you for having me. That is Living the Dream with Kate Lumley. Uh, we're back. We'll, we'll replay our special report from the uh, Ched Math Department to close out the show when we get back. So if this result holds up, Arizona leading St. Louis 2-0 early in the third period, the Oilers would be six back of the playoffs because Arizona would jump ahead of Minnesota. Oilers and Devils tomorrow on 6.30. Chad, 6 o'clock face-off show. The game will start at 7.30, and we'll uh, wrap it up with a replay of our uh, very special report. A special report from the 6.30 Ched Mathematics Department. Nurse has it right back, finds McDavid, left circle, loading, tries to for the win, he scores! With their win last night over the New York Rangers, the Edmonton Oilers have a 5% chance of making the playoffs. That's 1 in 20. So you're telling me there's a chance. Think of it this way. If there are a total of 20 million alternate universes, the Oilers will make the playoffs 1 million times. Make it so. But this isn't an episode of Star Trek. Maybe more like The X-Files. And Oilers fans are Agent Mulder. I want to believe. If you think that's creepy, how about this? Tomorrow, the Oilers face the Devils. You gotta hold on to that fury! The Oilers have 13 games remaining in the regular season. That's a total of 26 points available. But the players can't sit around counting. It's truly one day at a time. Just taking everything day by day and game by game. We're doing a good job of uh, not looking too far ahead. The belief has always been there for us, and that's the truth. We're not... Guys. So there you have it, a mathematical breakdown that anyone can understand. Could you dumb it down a shade? And Edmonton's playoff hopes very much alive! Leon Dreisaitl's 42nd of the year is the winner! 3-2 in The 630 Chad MVP. Your chance to recognize a player, coach, or volunteer who truly makes their sport great. Nominate your star at 630Ched.com. Then listen to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins for the weekly feature MVP who wins apparel from Under Armour. Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing for all your promotional needs. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.